0: This episode of Road Dirt, the podcast is brought to you by Cycle World of Athens, Georgia. Cycle World of Athens. Family owned and operated since 1975, Cycle World of Athens is your go-to source for all things Yamaha, Honda, Suzuki and Polaris, two wheels and four. They've got parts, accessories, you name it, they can supply you and take care of you. They've got a lot of the new models in now, and uh, you can find them at cycleworldathens.com. Cycleworldathens.com. If you're in the Southeast, look them up in famous Athens, Georgia at 4225 Atlanta Highway. Well, Welcome to Road Dirt, the podcast of Road Dirt Motorcycle Media and RoadDirt.TV, your down-home grassroots motorcycle brand, covering what we like to call ride life. I'm Rob Brooks, your host. Thanks for tuning in, and this is actually um, part two of a three-part series we're going to do on uh, the latest writings by our writer up in the Pacific Northwest, Ted Edwards, He's written some, some articles, kind of a three-part series that I thought we'd string together into a podcast as well. Um, and it's really, on our website, his stories have really gained a lot of traction with people. They've really, these stories have really resonated. So we thought, man, I'm going to share them with, uh, with the podcast audience as well. And each one of them, they're full of photos. You can find them all at roaddirt.tv. This one is called All the Things I Shouldn't Do of Mountains, Motors, and Moonshine. Standing at my workbench beneath the glow of my shop lights, I washed the lingering taste of stale taco out of my mouth with another pull of moonshine from the mason jar, a solitary thought ricocheting around my head like the last lonely ball on a pool table. As I fumbled for the drill, the sole thought was this. What I was about to do was wrong, Way wrong, so wrong that it could either be the best thing I've ever done or the worst. Yet the longer my brain absorbed the alcohol, the more brilliant I became. You know you're spiraling down the deathly abyss of abominable ideas when the more hooch you consume, the more sense something makes. At the moment, a belly full of disgusting taco and brain doped up on some southern elixir, courtesy of Road Dirt Media guy Phil, I had I could not pull away from the black hole of thought that I needed to do this. I had to do this. So I did. I pulled the trigger, literally, and made four holes in my saddlebag, threaded hose clamps through them, clamped on my touring skis, and mounted them on my 1998 Honda VFR 800. Yes, I did. Both saddlebags. Admiring my handiwork, I stood back took another pull on the mason jar, let it linger, and celebrated my stroke of brilliance or stupidity. Yet given the right conditions, I should be able to ride my motorcycle to a mountain base, then climb up and ski down. Early spring is the golden time to pull off this ski and bike biathlon, since spring in the Pacific Northwest is a dichotomy of seasons, winter lingering in the Cascade mountain range while spring thaws the valleys below. The Cascades, that craggy spine that splits the state in two, regularly reminds locals that there are only two seasons that exist at elevation, winter and July. The weather uh, said come, the moonshine said go, the wife said I was finding yet another way to kill myself. Loop Loop Ski Bowl was my original goal, two hours north and at the foot of the eastern slopes of North Cascades National Park. But in the wee hours of the morning before departure, a spring storm dumped 8 to 14 inches of snow on the mountains, closing passes and reminding Washingtonians that it is always winter up in the Cascades. Highway 20 that leads to Loop Loop might have dodged the storm, but there was really no way to tell. Change of plans. Instead of heading north, I pointed the VFR south to Mission Ridge, closer to home and not as daring as Loop Loop. I was disappointed, I wanted more adventure. I needn't have worried. Adventure came, and rather swiftly. As I rode to Mission Ridge, spring snowmelt loosened the hillside sending rocks tumbling down onto the road, creating a slalom course with horrible consequences for losing. Wet asphalt and dodging boulders with near freezing temperatures was likely beyond the design parameters of Bridgestone S22 Hypersport Rubber and a VFR is not an adventure bike, yet here it was, saddlebags laden with skis and gear, avoiding rocks as the skis held fast. Skis make sails when aimed in the wrong direction, and the turned-up tips pointing forward prove that aerodynamic resistance increases with the square of speed. If my right wrist got greedy, the tips pulled the bike to the right. Sidewinds made handling predictably unpredictable. I mean, One moment, a wind gust would push the bike to the left, then a still patch of air permitted the skis to pull the bike back right again. There was no respite from this battle. The faster I rode, the more the skis took charge. Water started to give way to snow. Tiptoeing through the first few drifts was rewarded by nastier patches further ahead until even I began to question my own decision-making process. Stopping to consider my options in sanity, I look back at my VFR, the most versatile motorbike ever created by man. On that bike, I've done track days, three week camping trips, triple digit desert speed runs, 14,000 foot mountain climbs, Bonneville Salt desert escapes, over 100,000 miles of asphalt on it, more dirt miles than many adventure bikes ever get, and the list goes on. Now, the VFR's cat eyes looked at me quizzically, asking if we are really going to attempt this new escapade. It's like, aren't we both too old for this? It whispered. The VFR and I, we've been through too much together to ruin our relationship with a snowy low side, but I didn't want to stop. I was not done. World Superbike racer Troy Bayliss's words echoed in my head, not yet, not freaking yet. So we reached an agreement. I could be done with the bike, but I was not done with this adventure. I had come too far, packed too heavily, planned too much, and drilled too many holes to cry uncle. Riding back to a little pullout, I parked the motorcycle, changed into my ski gear, and started walking to the mountain. Shortly into my walk, a passerby gave me a ride to the base because evidently few things attract as much curiosity as somebody laden with ski gear abandoning an adventure sport bike. At the mountain, though, the real work began. Turning skis into climbing machines means adhering one-directional fabric to the bases. Fibers pointed one way run smoothly when pushed forward, yet resist when asked to go backwards. Imagine petting your chocolate lab, for instance. The fur is smooth and, when stroked in one direction, but not the other way, which must be why skiers, I guess, call climbing fabric skins. Skinning up in the snow is done one methodical heel lift at a time, a sweaty trance of heavy breathing while the mountain laughs at your geologic pace. It is equal measure determination and perspiration. As skinners go, I'm slow, but I had a goal. The Jim Jack deck. You see, Jim Jack was a ski patroller at Mission Ridge until he and two others were killed in an avalanche back in 2012. A sun deck erected in his honor sits at the base of rocky chutes with expansive views of the surrounding snowball to the east. I had to reach that deck because I wanted to be alone. After a rather sweaty climb, I had the deck to myself, just my mountain and me. I need this mental reset, this oasis from the parasitic draw of a horrible world because the mountain is our perfect cure. It doesn't care who you are or who you voted for. It doesn't know the color of your skin or how much money you make. It pours out magic and mysticism on anyone willing to come, sit, and be still. Among the open expanse of rock and snow, there's no pandemic nor politics, no prejudice, no property, nothing pretentious or perfect. Mountains reduce life to the most basic elements, snow, sun, sky, wind, white, and weather. It is life distilled. Speaking of distilled, where's that moonshine? For months, I've been saving the last gasp of this brilliant concoction for a special occasion, one day like this. So I dug it out of my pack and drank it to the last while the mountain watched me get high on endorphins, life, and liquor. Riding a motorcycle to ski tour is more than the sum of its parts. It's the combination of two tools of freedom, each dripping with potential for adventure as as they talk to us, begging us to toss the screen aside, kill the noise, and disappear, because as we seek to explore the outside, we also journey into ourselves. Lingering there, I bask in my amateur glory, slipping into a moonshine haze, playing 80s music as a soundtrack for my one-man revelry. I drank a bit, danced, drank a bit some more, as modern English stopped to melt the world with me. In the vast cold expanse, I made peace with my mountain, with my motorcycle, this misadventure, and the awful year that's passed. Mounting skis on my motorcycle to skin up a mountain was both a stroke of genius and blatant stupidity. But my soul needed this. I had to do this. Sometimes you just need to do those things you shouldn't do. Ted. Well, have you ever done anything irrational but somewhat soul-nourishing as well? We'd love to hear from you. You can check out the story at Roaddirt.tv. All the Things I Shouldn't Do. You can, it's under the Ride Life tab. And uh, you can see all the crazy pictures because he chronicled from drilling holes in his hard bags to mounting skis on it in his garage and then pictures uptown and through the mountain passes and everything else. It's kind of a, a hilarious um, uh, chronicling in, in photos as well for that peaceful moment on top of a beautiful mountain. So give it a look and give it a like. Thanks for tuning in. and We appreciate um, Cycle World of Athens for sponsoring this episode of Road Dirt, the podcast. And we hope you'll check us out on the web. We are at www.roaddirt.tv. We've also got three social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find them at Road Dirt TV. And a YouTube channel, Road Dirt TV. We've been populating with videos and ride reviews and stories and things like that. Check them all out right there. As well as a Spotify playlist. It's called Road Dirt Classics. You can find that out on Spotify. Again, we thanks thanks for to Ted for the musings and the stories he's been telling. We got one more. We're going to bring to you next weekend. I hope you'll tune in again. And uh, in this three part trilogy by our favorite author, Ted Edwards. Again, this is Rob with Road Dirt, Ride Life.